Being a career woman looks different after becoming a mom. While it may have once been easy to focus on your job, now you may find yourself working around a pump schedule or scrolling through baby pictures at your desk. Whatever your work life looks like these days, I have good news. You can still have a beautiful bonded connection with your baby, even when you're separated for most of the day. Today, I'm talking with an expert and experienced working mamas who have been there before you for their best tips. This is Newbies. Um, it's a girl. Surprise! The whole family's here! So when are you having the next one? It's just poop. Ready for another? Wow! You look really tired. Ready to go back to work? Yellow poop? Seriously? Did you sterilize this? Sex? Now? You've got to be joking. You should sleep when the baby sleeps. She doesn't look anything like you. I thought you already had your baby. I did. Babies don't come with instructions, so there's newbies, helping new moms and new babies through the first year. Welcome to Newbies listeners. Newbies is your online, on-the-go support group guiding new moms through their baby's first year. I'm Natalie Gross. I have a four-year-old boy and a baby girl, and we've got a great show today talking about building a connection with your baby as a working mom. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to visit our website at newmommymedia.com and subscribe to our weekly newsletter that'll keep you updated on all of the episodes we release each week. Another great way to stay updated is to hit that subscribe button in your podcast app wherever you're listening right now. And if you're looking for a way to get even more involved with our show, then you can check out our membership club called Mighty Moms. That's where we chat more about the topics discussed here on the show and you'll learn about our recordings in advance so that maybe you want to come on and talk about your motherhood experience, you can do that. And the best part is it is totally free to join. So let's meet our mamas joining our conversation today. I have Micah and Lindsay. So ladies, please go ahead and introduce yourselves. Tell us a little bit about you, your family, and about your professional roles as well. Micah, do you want to kick us off? Sure. Yeah. So um, I am a mom to a four-month-old, so relatively new mom. Um, I also have two dogs, so I like to say I'm a dog mom as well. I work in the construction industry, so I am gone for 10, 11 hours a day from my little one. Um, And it's been a real adjustment, but I love being a mom. Awesome. Thanks so much for being here. Lindsay, what about you? Hi, I'm Lindsay Retzloff. Um, I live in Wisconsin with my husband and two kids. I have a son who's five and a half and a daughter who is three years old. I'm a psychotherapist and I have my own business actually helping working moms uh, regain their purpose. And I also have a speaking business as well where I teach about psychological safety in businesses and corporations. Awesome. Well, I'm so grateful to have you both. So I want you to think back and, you know, my gut's not going to be that far back for you, but think back from when you first returned to work after having your babies. What was going through your head? What emotions did you experience? Was that separation hard for you? Tell us about that time. When I was going back to work, I experienced a lot of anxiety and guilt. I was on maternity leave and we had it all set up where my mom was actually going to watch my son full time. So I didn't have to worry too much about the daycare experience, but with some changes in different family relationships and things, my mom ended up not being able to watch my son full time. So then later, once I was at work, I had to start dealing with a lot of the anxiety that came up with, oh my gosh, taking my son. It was a lot of my own fears of he's not going to get quality care or he's going to get hurt. And I also dealt with a lot of guilt because I didn't bond with my son very well at first. And I felt like I had to make up that time and that work was kind of robbing me of that time. 
So there was also kind of the societal pressure of I felt like I was supposed to want to stay at home. And while on maternity leave, I really realized I needed a career to feel fulfilled. So I had to work through a lot of guilt that was associated with that. Mm, gotcha. Yeah, Micah, what about you? Does any of that resonate? Yeah, so I had a lot of anxiety. I was also off for three months. Um, and mine was kind of the opposite in that I never even remotely crossed my mind that I wouldn't want to go back to work. I am in love with my job where I was until I had my son. <laughs> <laughs> but um so it was like a big whirlwind of just like what is happening to my thought process um and I had a really hard recovery so like that first 6 months was just a blur or 6 weeks excuse me so mine was as still is a lot of guilt because I'm gone for like 11 hours a day it's like oh my gosh my his wake windows I'm I'm with him less than he's awake um than I'm away from him and that's really hard for me. We also run a food blog, my husband and I, on, on nights and weekends. So it's a lot of busy. <laughs> and so I, I don't spend a whole lot of quality time sometimes, I feel like. But with that food blog, you know, it's like, okay, we're working towards this kind of freedom, I guess. So yeah, tons of guilt, tons of anxiety. <laughs> I don't know how you get around it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing your experiences. We are going to take a quick break and then talk with our expert, Ann McKittrick, when we come back. So stay tuned. Today on Newbies, we are talking about building a bond with your baby as a working mom, especially those moms who work outside the home. Our featured expert today is Anne McKittrick. She is the founder of Nurtured Noggins, a comprehensive resource for parents. And she's also the host of the Parenting in the First Three Years podcast. She's also a frequent conference speaker, a parenting coach, and early childhood specialist with 30 years of experience in higher education. Anne, thanks so much for joining us. Welcome to Newbies. Thank you. So great to be with you here. Thanks. Yeah. Well, you work with a lot of working parents and moms. What are some of the challenges you would say that new moms face when they work outside the home? And curious, you know, we've already heard a little bit about mom guilt. Is that something a lot of moms struggle with? You know, I started my career as an infant teacher working in college and university settings. And so I've been on that side of it where I've been the person that is actually taking care of your babies. And then now I work with parents as, you know, as a parenting coach and educator. And, you know, I think that the challenges are exactly what our moms described. They feel there's a lot of feelings around it. One is that you you miss your baby. You know, you've spent this time in these first few weeks, maybe even the first few months, being with them 24-7. And when you're apart, you wonder how they are. You wonder what they're doing. You wonder what you're missing. It's kind of hard to believe that anybody will take care of them as well as you do. And in a sense, that's true because you're their parent and, and you have a very special way. But it's good to remember that professional early childhood teachers, they have worked with so many babies. Their experience is very broad. They know it's normal. They know it's expected. They have ongoing training all the time. They really are well prepared to care for your child. And that's in a childcare setting, obviously. Private nannies and caregivers and family members, they also are committed to your baby or they wouldn't be doing what they're doing. But just learning to trust that relationship is really, I think, probably one of the biggest challenges initially. What are some ways that moms can work on building, maintaining, and even strengthening their bond with their baby when they're away from them for most of the work week? 
You know, I think probably the most important thing that you can do is just to create a really strong partnership with your caregiver because you are both focused on what's best for your baby and they become your advisors and your reporters of what's happening throughout the day. But the way that you can stay connected is is just to do a few things. One is to linger. You know, if you can manage it in your schedule to try to arrive five to 10 minutes early before you have to leave the child care center and linger in the classroom, if the program allows it, of course. But going in, sitting on the carpet, seeing them get engaged in play or get engaged with their caregiver and not feeling like you have to just rush to get out, I think is really helpful as you are starting your day. And then at the other end of the day, if if it's possible to come in and play with your baby, and this might be when your child is a little bit older and engaged in play, to come in and see what they're doing and let them tell you about it and kind of become a part of that world observe the other children, observe the teachers with the children and how they are, what they're doing. I just think it helps you feel like you're a part of what's going on. I think it's really important to understand that it takes a while, you know, initially when you are starting back to work full time and and building this relationship with your caregiver, it takes about two to four weeks for you to both fall into the routine and feel really comfortable with it. And so just knowing that I think in advance is helpful send pictures with your baby of yourself and ask the caregivers to pull out those pictures and let your baby look at them. You can laminate them or you can put them in a Ziploc bag and create a little book for your baby to look at while you are apart. But I just think it's really important to keep a positive mindset and keep in mind that it's okay for your baby to have a diversity of caregiving styles. It it really does help them learn to adapt and be flexible And it gives them social experiences that lead to healthy social emotional development, which is a really good thing for your child. Yeah. Well, when moms are on maternity leave or even maybe while they're still pregnant and looking at daycares, things like that, what are some things they can be doing to prepare for the transition back to work once they're a mom? Are there some things you can do to prepare ahead of time, either mentally or physically? Yeah, you know, I think it's really important to talk to your employer and see what's available for you. Can you work at home part-time? Can you transition back a few days a week before you have to go full-time? Can you work half days or, you know, just transition time-wise? Is it possible to work at home? I think also, you know, just expecting and knowing that when you put more than one child in a room (laughs) with other children, there are germs that get spread. As much as we all try to keep everybody safe and healthy, there's just a certain amount of illness that comes with being around people, especially in a childcare situation. And if you kind of have this in your mindset and kind of plan for it, you know, talk about it with your employer, with your partner, and with your provider, all of the people who support you and your family, to know what are you going to do? You know, when you have to be at work and your child is sick, what's going to be the plan? And just kind of thinking through that in advance, I think is really helpful. Talking with your partner about what your expectations are, the feelings and mechanics of who's going to do what, what your roles will be as parents, I think is a really important thing, especially as you're going back to work and adding childcare to your family. Um, It's an ongoing conversation that needs to be top of mind and probably you know, revisited quite frequently as things are going to change as your child gets older and as as things come up. And then physically, I think it's really just important for new moms to really 
do all that they can to take care of themselves. I know it's hard. I know you have very little time for that, but just trying to eat well and get some rest and do some meditations, even while you are doing some caregiving to take care of yourself, I think is a really important part of that. Well, thanks so much for these important reminders. And when we come back, moms, Micah and Lindsay will be joining us again to share their perspectives. We are continuing our discussion with Ann McKittrick of Nurtured Noggins and our moms, Micah and Lindsay. Micah and Lindsay, any thoughts on what we've just heard from Ann? Yeah, I really can echo a lot of what was said. I think it's really great advice. One thing in particular that I did kind of unknowingly that Ann mentioned was trying to connect with the daycare workers. It made me get to know them on a personal level, which alleviated a lot of my own anxiety. I got to see a little bit more of their personality and it made me feel more comfortable to ask even little tiny things um, just to, again, make my transition a little bit easier. One thing that I think I learned really quickly is that my child transitioned a lot easier than I did. (laughs) So that connection with the caregiver was huge for me. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I think... um because ours will be starting daycare next month, I think this is all super helpful because like I would have never thought about putting your face in photos. I think a lot of my anxiety is like, oh my gosh, is he going to forget me? But Mm. (laughs) it might be a a dumb stat or thought. So yeah, I think I'm definitely going to be going in early to have those conversations with the caregivers because you just never know. I guess, Lindsay, you're the one with some experience here, but is there anything you really did at home to work on that bond? when you weren't around, you know, for a majority of the day? I had to change a lot of my belief systems because again, because anxiety was so primary, there was a lot of worry there. And I had to keep telling myself and reminding myself that quality time was better than a full day of half of my attention. So I kept reminding myself of that when I would get home, like, feeling guilty or anxious that I wasn't there with my son for the majority of the day. I would be very intentional about spending quality time with him, even if it was 10 minutes, because then I had to go start making dinner or get a bath ready or whatever it was. The 10 minutes of quality time where I was very present with him, I could tell improved our connection. And that made the transition, I think, for both of us easier as well. Mm, that's really good. That's a good reminder for any any moms, you know, stay-at-home moms or working moms too. Mm-hmm. Micah, any thoughts there? Yeah, I think as far as for me, because I'm out of the house a lot, for me, it's I do little things like in the morning, I bring him into bed when he's awake and just lay there <laughs> for 10, 15 minutes to spend that quality time. Um, I love that quality over quantity. It definitely helps. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd love to ask all of you to leave our listeners here with some advice you would give to new moms in this area, you know, especially from your perspectives now as moms who have been through this or Micah who are going through this right now. When you think back to those early days, Lindsay, of being a working mom, what would you have told younger you? And Anne, I want you to chime in here too. Okay. Okay. The first thing for me is that when I look back at my experience, anxiety goes away. In the moment, it feels like it won't and it will linger forever. 
but it does go away. I would say within two weeks into being back at work, there was drastically less anxiety. I can kind of laugh about it too, because when I think about taking my second child to daycare, the whole experience was completely different. There was probably 5% of anxiety where, you know, before with my son, it was 100% because I had already gone through it. I allowed myself to feel that anxiety, do what I needed to do to get through it. And it went away with my second one. I would say the second thing is I wish I had more awareness earlier on of what I actually wanted to do instead of, again, kind of what society tells me I should be doing, reminding myself or remembering that guilt or anxiety is just a normal feeling. We all experience it. And if we don't prioritize our own mental health, it can drive us crazy. I wish that I I knew that earlier on. It would have made a lot of arguments with my spouse um, <laughs> non-existent if I was able to focus more on myself. And if you want to work, honor that. If you feel like you need to work just because you have to pay the bills or things like that, focusing on the benefits that your child's going to receive in childcare, the socialization, the ability to kind of adapt to different situations and different people quicker. That's something I think that can be helpful to remember as well. Great. Micah, any thoughts? I think for my advice would be a couple things to Going off of that employer thing, if you have hours that you cannot work, be strict and upfront with those hours. Set a precedence with your office. If you're one of the few people with kids, you know, they might not be used to that, but stick to it. Stick to your guns. Family can come first if you're strict about it, if that's what you, you prefer. Then the other side of that is, like Lindsay said, checking in with yourself. So knowing what your wants and needs are. I did not even remotely consider some of the feelings I would feel. Um, so I think just really checking in with yourself, even every week, like, okay, this week was a good week and I want this, or this week was kind of a struggle. I think I need this. Um, always staying on top of that mental health is really critical as a new mom. And anything you want to leave us with? Yeah, I've got two things I would like to leave with you all. And the first is that, you know, I just encourage you to really think about what it is that you would like in your childcare provider and then find that. You know, it's going to be different depending on where you are in the world and and what's available to you. But, you know, do you want a small home setting or do you want a small group of children or are you interested in a more academic program? But knowing what it is that you're looking for and then going in equipped with the questions that you want answered when you take your tours and you visit the schools and stuff. I think it's really important. You know, you want to have a caregiver who's going to report to you at the end of the day, what happened during the day. And you're going to want to know those details, but you don't want somebody who's so worried about texting you and sending you videos and all of those things that their attention is diverted from your child. And so I would just <laughs> yeah, good say, point. <laughs> um, you know, make sure that your kid is the center of attention around this relationship and that their care is top of mind and priority for everybody. And there are lots and lots of beautiful programs out there that are doing this very thing. And just, you know, go find the very best person for your child. And another thing is that, you know, I would find out from the provider how you can help your child 
while you're gone by adjusting yourself to what they do. You know, like for example, in licensed centers, you cannot put a child in a swing to get them to sleep. If your baby will only go to sleep in a moving swing, then when they get to school, it's going to be hard to get to sleep. They'll deal with it. They can do this transition. But if you can make it easier by helping them learn how to get to sleep without the swing, knowing that they won't be able to use it there, I think that's just really good. And that's just an example of the kind of communication that needs to happen before your child goes. Yeah, those are really good reminders. Well, thank you so much to you, Anne, and to you, Micah and Lindsay, for joining us for this episode today. Listeners, be sure to check out Anne's website called nurturednoggins.com. Also check out newmommymedia.com where we have all of our podcast episodes plus videos and more. That wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to Newbies. Don't forget to check out our sister shows, Preggy Pals for Expecting Parents, Parent Savers for Moms and Dads with Toddlers, The Boob Group for Moms Who Give Breast Milk to Their Babies, and Twin Talks for Parents of Multiples. Thanks for listening to Newbies, your go-to source for new moms and new babies. This has been a New Mommy Media Production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.